0: I'm Sarah Gonzalez. Welcome to the news and why it matters. Mr. Glenn Beck, what was the top story for you today? Uh, Brexit. Okay.
1: Lots of choices, but Brexit, I think. All right. so I was thinking we should um, let babies live. And uh, apparently I'm not the only one who thinks that, which is Crazy. kind of interesting.
0: It's interesting. interesting. It is shocking if you watch mainstream me yeah. media, actually. I, I don't
1: even know who
2: you are yet. without a
3: hat. Put the hat
2: on. I'm 46 <laughs> years old. I'm still trying to figure out who I am. The hat is <laughs> off for a reason because I have two top stories. I'm not going to reveal the main one yet. The hat will come into that later on. But I want to talk about this potentially delaying or even not doing the State of the Union address as suggested by Nancy Pelosi. Hmm.
0: Mm. Good old Nance. Got a lot, to get, a lot to get into. A lot to get into there. I'm sorry? She's full of ideas. She <laughs> is. She's full of something. <laughs> <laughs> she is. Uh, all right. Before we get into that, I want to thank our sponsor, Ridiazone. Zone. Um, so I used to always just, like, starve myself because it was the only way that I knew to maintain a healthy weight. Otherwise, I would gain weight because uh, I lost a bunch of weight and I didn't want to gain it back. So Ridiazone is the only thing that I have found that really helps with that without any growth side effects and feeling the jitters or anything like that. Chad, I know that you're on keto, so mm-hmm. you know the, the struggles of being on a diet yeah, and struggles. trying them out. Nah. Well, with keto yeah. now, yeah. not keto's not a struggle. Not too much, no. Yeah, but the struggle of losing weight and finding your groove and finding what works for you. Um, might I recommend Ridiazone? What do you
3: <laughs> I'm just saying, what works for me? Ice cream and Cheetos. Yep. <laughs> I found the diet that works for me. Doesn't work for my body. For your
0: weight. Doesn't
3: mm. work for my pants. And sometimes both at the same time, right? Ice
1: cream with Cheetos have on you top. Have you that yet? It's delicious. 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 It's just really good. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Might I recommend Ridiazone? Uh, it's the good molecule in olive oil that helps boost your metabolism and help you feel full mm. so you're not constantly craving things oil. and just eating because it's fun to eat. Uh works for me, it can work for you. Go to RiddyZone.com. that's riduzon e.com. Get 30% off of a 3-month supply by using promo code theblaze. That's $1.39 a day. That's pennies. You go to Starbucks and spend more than that. So, invest in your health RiddyZone.com. promo code theblaze. Glenn Brexit. All
3: right, I'm going to go in two places cuz you can find all the Brexit news you need elsewhere. I'm going to go two places with Brexit that I think that I find interesting. One, that the United States and the English and the French and the regions and everybody else in the Western world are pretty much going through the same thing right now. We're going over with the border wall. What the border wall really is all about is not a damn border wall. It is about our government not listening to the things that we say are important. And that we want a wall because we don't trust them. You know, maybe, oh, in in the old days we would have trusted the government... Say, you know what, we're going to take care of the border. We're going to get strong on you know Border Patrol. And we could trust them to actually send the Border Patrol. The next president comes in, they don't take him out. We don't believe that anymore. So we want a permanent fixture. And that monument really is there, not as a monument to say everybody stay out. That is a monument of we don't trust the people in Washington. That's my opinion. You're seeing this... We're having this uh, debate on how many things the government can do where they lie to us. We're going to take and we're going to repeal Obamacare. No, they had no intention of doing that. We're going to build the border wall. They had no intention of doing that. Maybe the president did, but nobody in in GOP did. Brexit. You know what, let's give it to the people of Oaks. We convince them they're a bunch of dumb suckers. The dumb suckers said, you know what, we don't want a part of Brexit. They freaked out. They were not prepared. They never thought that the people would be dumb enough to leave the European Union. They're not interested in leaving the European Union. Um, And the people said they are. Um, The people were against what uh, Theresa May was proposing yesterday. If I were British, I wouldn't have taken it. It, it, it wasn't an exit. It was like, oh, we'll give you a couple of crumbs off the table, but uh, nothing really. You're still in the European Union. We'll tell you what to do. No way would I do that. We're dealing with it. England's dealing with it. The French are dealing with it. Uh, Germans are dealing with it. Everyone. So that's the first thing. This is the Western world under attack and it is not under attack by outside forces. It's under attack by arrogant politicians who just think they know better. It's progressivism. The second part of this that I find interesting, and this part is frightening because it plays off of the first one. In a conversation I had with Daniel Hannon today. Now, Hannon is the guy who pretty much, wouldn't you say he's kind of like the architect of Brexit. Mm-hmm. Okay, He's the guy who really got it done. Um, he said something really frightening in the last, like, 40 seconds of our interview, and then we had to go. And he said, I said, so what do you think's coming next? And he said, well, I think we're going to have a hard exit, which will be good. And that comes in March. Um, Now, they're talking about delaying it. I think it will be delayed, but we'll see. Um, And he said, the real problem is, is that there are people not in America, not necessarily in London, but in Brussels, there are people that, in Brussels, in the EU, that would rather see the entire continent go down in flames than, EU, than the EU broken up and England leave and it be successful. What it made me think of is an episode that we did on Monday, where I showed this timeline. And I showed the timeline after World War, after World War II, the United Nations, then the fall of the Soviet Union, everything else. And I showed you how things were going in, that what they tried to build was a financial world. They weren't building a better tomorrow, a more peaceful tomorrow for any other reason other than business. The banks were involved. You can be outside of the international community. When George Bush said there's a new world order, he meant it. It was a financial order. And nothing's going to derail that. In fact, when it derailed itself, because it doesn't work, when it derailed itself in 2008, what did they do? They bailed it out. It can't fail. Now, same thing. And I just fear that there are enough people at the highest levels who will not allow the people in Europe to get what they want. And, you know, I I think it would be interesting to watch what happens in Europe before Brexit. If they're going to a hard exit, just watch. Yeah.
2: Culturally, politically, economically, everything. If you'll watch what's going on in Europe, typically you'll see what's going to happen in the United States 20 years later. We've seen that over and over again.
3: not to take 20 it, years. And,
2: and these days it's not going to take 20 years because things have sped up to the mm-hmm. point of almost the speed of thought.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: People aren't, they're not listening to the people. You're going to see it implode. You're, you're watching an implosion. You're watching this thing fall apart. And uh, it, its it, we're seeing it right here. I don't think that... Barack Obama was kidding when he talked about fundamentally changing America. Mm. And this, is, this was the plan mm. all along.
3: Financially, economically, politically, it is a, it's a power And plan. let me say this. That's such an interesting point. When he said fundamental transformation, it wasn't Barack Obama. Barack Obama was selected. Barack Obama was, was found uh, to be the right person to push this agenda. And the reason why I say that is if you remember TARP, Came out, and you remember we were standing in the kitchen in New York City, and that th- and that bill literally we printed it out <laughs> was this tall, and it was the first month of the Obama administration, and I said, who did this? Who wrote this? How long have you been working on this <laughs> stimulus? Right now, the tarp stimulus in the Bush yeah, in stimulus. Church, right? So stimulus, it was literally this tall. You don't just put that together in two months' time. You, that's something... It's like, for instance, um, the Patriot Act. Most people think the Patriot Act was written after 9-11. It was, it was written, I think, two or three years before 9-11. Just waiting, waiting for, for the opportunity. What you said earlier was a great point when you mentioned
2: uh, Obamacare. Obamacare is a perfect example, a microcosm of the whole thing. If Republicans really thought that in eight years they would have the opportunity to repeal Obamacare, they had eight years of Obama's administration to come up with a plan. And when the time came, they they had nothing. Mm -hmm. And now they're scrambling, scrambling, scrambling. They couldn't put together a plan that made sense. That in and of itself is a telling sign of everything else that they're trying to do because they're not – they, they have no anticipation of ever giving up that power. Mm-hmm. They've built this thing, and that's what they expect it to be.
1: Mm-hmm. I truly believe that the only uh, solution for Great Britain is if they yell at each other more in Parliament. I love that. Um, I think if they just interrupted each other and said, Order! <laughs> <laughs> I, I that love it. That guy was clip. great. That guy was awesome. Can we play that? I yeah, mean, it's I like a know, brawl at hear the hear pub. Yeah, yeah, yeah I love it. it. <laughs> <All
3: right>.
1: Order! <laughs>
3: Order! Order! I'd like a little more, please. <laughs> This. The eyes to the right, 202. Ooh. The nose to the left, 432.
0: <laughs> the nose, order! Order! I expect to see to right, I expect to see a white wig just the fly through, you know, or a left, chair.
2: 432. So the nose have it, the nose
3: have it. Unlock!
0: I it. it's so How is that a country?
1: Great. I love it. Uh, I mean, just, at least
0: they're not throwing chairs and punching each other. And which what does in some it country.
3: is so strange that this is the stick up your butt country of England, <laughs> except when they go to Parliament. All of yeah. a sudden, they're just like. It's an alehouse! Order or oh, kick all your bastards out!
1: And we're, we're the exact opposite. We're just like our guts are hanging out yeah, during yeah. the day. And then we go to, to Washington. Remember the guy said, uh, You lie to Obama. And they actually Ooh. like censored him and out in the Ooh. house because of it. Yeah. It's like. Uh, These guys are yelling, You know, you're a bastard. I mean it. Your
3: father and your mother weren't
0: married. All right. I want to move on to uh, you said that that. Americans do think that babies should live? Is that what you said? Apparently,
1: which hmm. kind of surprised me. Because um, I think the media makes you think that this is a kind of a split issue between pro-life and pro-choice. Yeah. But then in a, in a, above that, it's, it's actually worse than that because it's really the real true minds out there are pro-choice. Um, but I really think pro-choice and pro-life don't really tell the story at all. Um, and I think it's important to look at like the different parts of this because... You know, some people believe it's uh, abortion should be allowed in certain circumstances and you know, it kind of goes the other way. So, yes. May I ask one course. thing before cuz we talked about this on radio and I want to get I want to before we get
3: to the stats, I want to know. Consider yourself pro-life? Absolutely. Okay. Consider yourself pro-life? Yeah. I consider myself pro-life. You do too. Yes. I want you to define that in a minute.
1: Go okay. Ahead. Um, so let's start at the bottom here. This is uh, the most restrictive uh, idea on abortion. should It, it never be per- permitted under any circumstances. It's 10% of overall adults, uh, 24% of pro-lifers, and oddly 1% of pro-choicers who believe it should never be allowed, which is, <laughs> I don't... Good that's a strange that group of people that's right a, there. Hey! <laughs> um, let me ask you
3: this. Are you never should be a per- permitted under any circumstance? No.
1: Are you... No. Are you? Uh, I, I will say. Uh, yeah, you're like me. You want to be. No, right? well, the, the next one is, uh, and right. I think there's a difference here. And so let's do the uh, next one and then let's answer this. Because okay. the next one is only to save the life of the mother, which is another 10%. So you're up to 20% here. Uh, again, another 22% of pro life. And again, 1% pro choice, uh, which is, again, you you uh, category. Me and my wrong. brother, we don't uh, take. Uh, <laughs> I kind of, and at this point, Glenn, I count these two categories together because of what we talked. About earlier on radio which is really at this point with medical science there's no reason to have anyone uh the life of the mother the is, the mother is not radio. really a category anymore yeah. so i think it's 20 percent are basically saying it should never happen and i do consider myself in that category um i, I that's not necessarily the typical republican view george so DeW- rape, rape incest do yeah, you say no? i do think that that's wrong I do, too, but I can't bring I myself. Can't,
0: same, yeah. but I can't dictate that to someone who has gone through that. Right. Like I, I can't I say mean, the we government should uh, not let I don't person. think
2: that two wrongs make a right. However, I think that does have to be left up to the individual right. state of like, the mother. I mean, I'm, it's this
3: horrible thing yeah. because it's murder. Yeah. Okay, yeah, but I mean, and I know I'm going to answer for it. Yeah. See, I, I, think, I have friends who are products of rape, so I look at them right. and I say, I'm glad
2: you weren't aborted. And yeah. I would love to talk right. a person yeah. out of that, but I can't. Dictate that
1: to you. I, yep. I, so, I, I, on the life of a mother, I think it's different. Right? You're, you're having a possibility of cha- trading one life for another, and there's that's a decision to make. Um, I think, though, uh, in a way, and I, you know, just I, I bring this up gently um, as I've kind of worked myself through <laughs> <laughs> uh, as I've worked myself through this particular uh, issue. Um, uh, the if it's a life, and you think it's a life. I find it hard to say, well, then we have to let someone choose whether that should live. And I think it's the same argument that someone who's pro-choice makes, which is, look, you know, they're just taking it at a different line. If if your opposition to abortion is because it's a life, I don't think you can limit it there, at least in my opinion. And I know that I'm not in the majority. I I, I want to agree with you.
3: I I do agree
1: with
0: you. Morally, I I agree with you.
3: Emotionally, I can't inflict... My point of view on if my daughter mm-hmm. was horribly raped and she came to the house and I'd say I'd say to her, and I would I would it would kill me to ask because I'd be afraid of the answer. Honey, what do you want to do? Dad, I want to have an abortion. I would say, honey, uh, let me give you some examples of people that you know. Um that that's but that's up to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would have to do that. Now, how could I inflict my point of view on uh, okay. other people when, when I know what's right, but I just don't see myself doing it with my daughter? And can, right. can,
0: I, can I clarify mm-hmm. or perhaps make sure that everyone can clarify? I don't think that it should just be left up to them. For forever, I think there's a very small window where they oh, should be allowed yes. to do that. It's not just like, yeah, it's not oh, yeah, like, go ahead and do that like five months later. A, yeah. Right. You're carrying
1: be, the child. It's right away.
0: Yes. Um, yes.
1: One thing I think that conservatives have done poorly in the abortion um, debate have talked about how like, you know, look. You had a choice to be made before uh, you know you had sex. Shouldn't
3: uh, open your legs.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Order. Order. (laughs) Uh, And I think they say you say something like, "Well, look, just have the baby and give it up for adoption." And I think that takes it minimizes. I think what a freaking experience that would be like to go through for a woman. It's it's absolutely and imagine now elevate that to a rape or incest case where it would be the most horrific experience you can possibly imagine. The only one I can put past it is killing something. Right, like, and we have two, I think, horrible, horrible options here. However, the, the ending a life to me has to be elevated above uh, even the t- the really terrible thing that a woman would have to go through. But that's, um, I understand. Again, I'm totally in the minority on that one, but I, that is how I thought it but out. That's why we
3: also look at people at the end of life mm-hmm. and. Uh, I don't agree with physician-assisted suicide. I don't, Mm -hmm. because I think it will be used to thin the herd and all kinds of things. However, I'm not in your situation. Mm -hmm. And I might get in your situation, and I may say, and I've been in the situation where I'm in so much pain, I can't imagine another day. And I would hope that I would be around enough loving people going, you're going to make it. You're going to make it. But if I have stage four cancer, I know I'm going to die. And I am just in excruciating pain and I can't take it anymore. I, I don't I hope that I say life is precious. But I might not.
1: Right, but again, that's someone making a choice about themselves. And I know, I, I know. It's a major separation. But we're us. just looking at horrible instances. She's trying to break us. I'm just going to keep talking. No. Uh,
0: okay, no, gonna we're going to take a break. No. Go, you no, go I'm ahead and keep, keep talking. talking. We'll yeah. be oh, back we can in to a minute. Make this. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, I do want
1: to see the top statistics there.
0: Before we get back into the conversation, I want to thank our sponsor, American Financing. And I'm sorry we don't have Jeffy's voiceover to, uh, to say <laughs> on this TV show. All but, Stu, can you stuff. just do the... NMLS 182334.
1: <laughs> thank w- you.
3: Thank you, government, for making us have that announcement. And it does <laughs> nothing for anyone. No. Anyway, um, American Financing is uh, the place to go, I believe. This is a family-owned and operated business. Um, now national, and uh, they've grown, and they've grown for a reason. And they grew when banks were shrinking, especially local lenders were shrinking. And that's because they do it right, and they don't get people into stupid loans. Um, And they work for you. They listen to you on what you're you're trying to do with your house and your finances. Um, They'll advise you, you know, that's not like Stu. He was like... Basically, <laughs> I want to take the money and go to Vegas. Is that cool? That's kind of what I asked for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and they it was little, your money. And they <laughs> said no. No. They They're, said if you can get somebody to do that Go for, for it. They're mm-hmm.
0: salaried. They're not commission-based. So, you know, they're they're not looking for what's in it for them. They're looking for what's best for you. You can go to AmericanFinancing.net or call 800-906-2440. All right, I want to get back into this uh, the chart that yeah. you had. Yeah, I know we
1: got a little bit sidetracked, but if I can see the chart again, the bottom 20% of basically the most restrictive things, only the life to save the mother, uh, should never be permitted under any circumstances, um, only in cases of rape, incest, and save the life of the mother. That's basically the George W. Bush position. Right. I would say that's the prototypical Republican position to allow it in those cases, another 28%. So look at that. You're already at 48% of the people. And again, 17% of people who consider themselves pro-choice consider themselves there, which is George W. Bush, which is a pretty, a pretty significant number. 48% of the total population, 42%
3: of pro-choice people. Yeah. I mean, pretty. I don't consider that.
1: I mean, that's not pro-choice. Pro-choice is, I'm cool with it all. all Right. That's how I would typically more define it. Now, only during the first three months of pregnancy. If you see that that number, another 27% of adults, it's 42% of pro-choice people. Most people who are pro-choice are thinking first three months or more restrictive. I'll remind you that Roe versus Wade outlined a first trimester only policy. Um, That is a combination of those four groups of 75% of the population which is pretty freaking significant. Mm -hmm. Now, remember, Democrats say all the way until birth, and if you go on to the second trimester, uh, you only, only another 9% there, only 14% of pro-choice people even see themselves there. And finally, at any time... Only only a quarter of pro-choice people say what the Democratic position is, which is uh, uh, available to a woman at any time during pregnancy. And it's only 15 percent of adults. This is not a close issue. This debate is essentially uh, fought on the lines of when I mean, for example, the really restrictive abortion bills that are going around states are trying to restrict abortion at 20 weeks, which is secondly, basically at second trimester. Um, that that's you're talking about eighty percent of people who oppose that anything past twenty weeks, and it's taught to us in the media like it's this big restrictive measure against six months. Uh, a women's child choice. has
3: feelings at that point. The child can feel pain, yeah. can hear, can feel. Can, I mean that's when you're reading to your baby in the womb. I mean, you know, they they feel every every bit of it. That's when you are. That's when you are truly um, killing.
1: And, and since we've gone to killing babies for so long, I'm hoping Chad will bring the room up a little bit with... Uh, <laughs> I'm,
2: well, I will just say I'm encouraged at the numbers
1: with yeah. that because,
2: let's face it, people are choosing statistically over the last few years. The numbers show people are choosing to have their babies, mm-hmm. and that includes single mothers, yeah. young mothers, things like that. It's still a problem. But what's, it, it's it's improving, what's though, incredible but it's
3: improving. is Cuomo, Governor Cuomo, is going for a law. He said, I will not sign the state budget unless you give, unless you make it law that all abortions happen all the way up until birth. So he's only with the 14, what was it, 15% 15 of Americans. And he's not being called extreme. Mm -hmm. He's holding back the government spending in New York. Trump is saying, Trump's saying, forget the wall. He said you can call it a fence, a wall, whatever. We just have to secure the border, okay? That's not extreme, it's only extreme in Washington DC and extreme in in uh, the media centers extreme is Cuomo. That's one of the
1: definitions <laughs> of extremism. We have yeah, one exactly. more time for that last poll real quick, if you yeah, show it real sure, quick. real quick. Last one. Uh, t- uh, notice the top line, 2% of pro-lifers think it should be available to any woman during any pregnancy at any point. What? I, I love that. <laughs> Who are these people?
0: They're misreading the questions, <laughs> Maybe. Think, uh, the okay, me and
1: my cousin. <laughs>
0: uh, I know, Chad, you said that you have a big announcement that you are about to reveal. We're going to take a break and keep you guys waiting. Oh, wow. Absolutely. Here your announcement. I love it. All right, Chad, um, I know you said you teased this yesterday. You've got a big announcement, and I think we have a, a video. Can I just play the video? I think you should. Okay. all right, let's just roll the video. There you go. Well, you did join the club. <laughs> yes. you've been twisting my arm. So there
2: <laughs> it is. There it is. You've been saying all along, and you know what? We've been keeping it a secret. We've left. We've dropped little crumbs along the we way did. to <laughs> let them know we were coming. But humor me with Chad Prather premieres on Blaze TV on January thirtieth. We, you know, we talked about this thing uh, for about a year of trying to do, trying to figure out how we could do it. So the beauty of this show is. Not only are we moving our podcast over here, but we're doing a whole new show. This Humor Me is basically an opportunity for folks to come be a fly on the wall as we're on the road, visiting with celebrities, talking about topics each episode and on the bus, in the airport, going around. And we've got some incredible sketch characters that I do that are pretty silly and a lot of fun. But again, it's thought with humor and I think people are going to have and a great time with it. filming
3: it here too, parts of it right We're
2: going to film some here too and and we've also, we've got, like I said, we've got big plans for podcasts but I, I'm excited about this show. We're nice. thrilled to have you. to be Welcome, fun. thank you so for having me. So excited. Everybody's uh, just so gracious. You're
0: staying for overtime. I will.
2: Right?
0: Yeah, okay. I have to go. Yep. You have to go. BlazeTV.com. Watch Chad. Nice. Awesome.
2: Good you, thank you.
1: Up next, enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze TV subscribers. Not a subscriber? Start your free trial at blazetv.com.
0: All right, uh, before we get into Nancy Pelosi and her amazing ideas, I want to thank our sponsor, BrickHouse. So most of you are familiar with this uh, lovely cauliflower and broccoli that we joke about on the table. No, that's not really what it is. But uh, it would be really, really moldy if that's truly what it was. Yeah. But you look at something that's it's a plate of green stuff, and I think the average American is like, no, pass. I don't want that. Okay. So you're not getting your vegetables, you're not getting your nutrition, you could get like scurvy or something, I don't know, whatever you get when you don't get (laughs) your vitamins and minerals, but there is a solution for those of you who don't like vegetables, and it's called Field of Greens. The
1: cure for scurvy.
0: (laughs) Right here. That's the slogan. Right here. Um, So Field of Greens, it's, uh, it's real food in powdered form. You put one full scoop is one full serving of organic fruits and vegetables. You can put it in water, you can put it in milk, you can mix it in a smoothie, you can put it on top of ice cream as these guys have suggested, mm-hmm. but um, it tastes delicious. It tastes great. You don't think that you're, you're eating vegetables, but you are, and you're getting the health benefits from that. Go to BrickHouseBlaze.com. Use promo code GREENS to get 15% off of your first order. That is BrickHouseBlaze.com. All right, good old Nance Pants.
2: Nancy Pelosi, her big idea. Of course, the State of the Union address uh, by the president is coming up on the 29th of January. We're in the middle of a so-called government shutdown. Yes. So there are things like uh, diminished uh, responsibilities of Homeland Security and, and um, the Secret Service and various, various other things. They say it's being a drag on the economy, much more so than was anticipated. Of course, they're going to say those things. But Nancy's ideas, uh, Mr. President, delay the State of the Union address because I mean, it's funny to me that Nancy Pelosi, who is the reason we're in the middle of a government shutdown, is over border security. But yet she's concerned about security by not having Homeland security in place and the secret service so i mean which is it are you for security or not for security i don't i don't get it but what's the solution um trump being trump is probably going to push forward and go ahead and say show up if you want to show up i was talking to jeffy earlier oh i'm sorry brain trust (laughs) i mean it was we put our heads together it sounds like a bowling alley but i'm telling you great ideas were formed but he brought up a great point he said you know could do it from the Oval Office. You could do it to what the presidents used to do. it, And that's just write it out. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Write it out and put it out. I mean, it's the State of the Union. Um, I think that the State of the Union may be a little bit surprisingly better off than a lot of folks want to admit, especially on the other side. But it'll be interesting to see. I I think that they're going to do everything they can to stop that communication from happening. They're going to do everything they can.
0: Do you think it's because they're worried that he can... He can use it as an opportunity for good optics for him and bad optics for them.
2: They've already got the fact checks written out yeah. before he ever gives the speech. We know that the mainstream media is never going to let you know. It's amazing these the the way they spin it in everything that he does. I mean, we had a we had a response the other day after he gave a, a, an Oval Office yeah. speech. That just doesn't happen. So. Yes, I think it's about the optics. What's it going to look like? You know, the president's going to stand up and say, yes, we're in the middle of this. It's a crisis. I'm I'm telling you, this is what we've got to do. But uh, the country, by and large, is in good shape. Mm -hmm. You know, folks aren't. I, I tell people all the time on social media, they always say, you know, we hate Trump. Trump's done this and Trump's And I said, tell me how your life has changed in the last two and a half years. How, how has your life really gone downhill and become dismal in the last two and a half years of the Trump presidency? Tell me how it's affected you. No one has an answer for that. They're just triggered by the idea of what could be. Yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, have maybe, nothing point Maybe,
0: to well, less people are unemployed.
2: Yeah, yeah right. I, I know. affected them that yeah. way. Historical <laughs> low for minorities. He's put yep. more women. Uh, I mean, I had a guy today who, who was. I was, had a discussion about feminism. He said... He said, you know, this this fiasco, this sh- show of Donald Trump's administration <laughs> is he's brought women down. He's put more women in high places of administration power and leadership than any other president in history. Yeah. Now, I mean, the whole, where's this
1: coming from? The whole CIA is now run by women, which has never happened before. Right. Um, you know, it's it's uh, I, I do like the the State of the Union thing. I mean, the Constitution calls for, uh, you know, what is it? It says basically occasional updates mm-hmm. uh, from, from the president about the State of the Union. Uh, but it does not have to be annually. It was started as a letter. Um, And honestly, like, I wouldn't mind going back there and and having that be the way it is. This is one of those things where, like, Democrats are only suggesting it because they don't like Donald Trump. Of course, they don't care. I mean, they love the State of the Union because it elevates the executive branch to this level where everyone has to stop doing what they're doing and tune in and find out what's going on. And it's like, I actually would like the executive power to be less of our focus. I don't know how it could be more, when I look at CNN and MSNBC, how they could possibly think about the president any more than they already do. But I wouldn't mind this going back to, to being a letter. I, like, we don't need to ha- – it's, it's like we were talking with Great Britain. It's, there's always – there's the pomp and circumstance there. Mm-hmm. And we have a little bit too much of this here, I think, at times with the president in particular. Not just this president, but every president. Um, Charles C.W. Cook, I think it was, on National Review, made this case several years ago about what the state of the union was intended to be and what it's become. And I think it's a good argument. I, I, I would love it if Trump was like, you know what? Fine. Good. I'm not doing it. I'll write a letter, and we'll we'll see you in another year.
0: I think what you're saying is you're not excited to do our State of the Union coverage. Oh, that we except planned.
1: for our coverage, no, we're going to do it. We're doing this. We can't
0: do coverage. I can I'm going to reveal now. I'm going to be
1: a part of this.
2: Oh yeah, be a part of this. I'm <laughs> yeah, going to right. reveal. Yes. I I used to look forward to watching the State of the Union. One of the things that I liked and enjoyed watching was the entrance of the president. You know, everybody stands up. There's handshaking, and there's there's this, and there's the whispers, and you know, what did he say to so and so. And there was that nonpartisan, you know, bipartisan show that, that it was, you know, we're still Americans. You don't have that anymore. No. Now, now you have Chuck, you know, Chuck and Nancy who are looking over the shoulder. at Who's clapping? Mm. You know, how dare you? We told you mm-hmm. get back in place. And that's disappointing so to mansion. watch. And I'm OK to not see that, yeah. you know, because let's face it, it's gotten to a point where now we're in this dynamic of personality. And, and, and uh, you know, it's just an assassination on the part of our leadership. And I'm with you. This focus on the executive has got to diminish. It's got to come back down to folks who are working together, who are getting things done and, and passing laws
1: and making things happen. I think he tweets the whole thing. Tweet the he whole just tweets at like a you know five hundred. We could do, a show and just we could keep going. do our pre-show yeah.
0: and then we could talk about after he's done with his tweets. I'm I'm okay with you that. You
1: do understand that yeah. we're gonna get the night off if they cancel this thing. You do understand <laughs> that.
0: I like doing this. I it's think the fun. president should
1: have a whole fireside tweets <laughs> and it, because
2: it's like a laser pointer to catch, you know, and the mainstream media is just all over the place climbing the walls trying to see. You know, and here's the president. He's, you know, in the bathroom at 3 a.m. And he's like, I oh, may just bug him. You know, here we go. <laughs> so I think it'd be a great little State of the Union thing. We just put all the points. We could actually spoof that. It'd be hilarious. That would
0: be funny. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Trump, he's got jokes. I don't know if you guys know this. Does he but he's not? got jokes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, he made. Jokes. He does have the best, best jokes. Words. <laughs> Fabulous jokes. Everything is the best. Fabulous. And uh, he caused some waves with, uh, with his joke about bringing the. Clemson football team, the Big Macs, and so let's, let's watch his joke, and then I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you guys some questions, and then we're gonna watch the reaction by CNN. Yes. Take a look. Mm-hmm. So I had a choice. Do we have no food for you? Because we have a shutdown. Or do we give you some little quick salads that the first lady will make, along with, along with the second lady, they'll make some salads? And I said, you guys aren't into salads. Or do I go out, Lindsey Graham and Tim Scott? Do I go out and send out for about 1,000 hamburgers, Big Macs? It's it's funny, right? You guys don't like salads. Okay, they might want to make you guys a salad, but I know you guys don't like salads. You're big athletes. You want the Big Macs. You want the burgers. Right. right? Mm -hmm. That's harmless. Mm -hmm. Did you see anything to take offense
1: i mean it. i have an indica i have i have not seen the cnn thing yet but i do have a guess as to where they would go i could guess but i would oh, have geez. to reach i mean i yeah, would really it's really have to reach.
2: just have to pay it just try to find something there
0: mm, you're gonna love <laughs> the reaction by cnn watch that's appalling uh it seems to me like the president will not be happy until there is not one single female republican voter in the country it's incredibly sexist it also i mean what? i don't know why i'm stuck on this but Iv- Ivana- Ivanka is not the second lady. She is actually—I don't think she deserves this that's position. Not, not, She's actually a senior advisor to the president. So the idea that he would demean her specifically in that way—he shouldn't talk about the first lady that way. We—we we aren't all here to make salads for men. It's—it's it's yeah. disgusting. I mean, pro- I'm presuming he was talking about Karen Pence when he said second lady. Oh, oh I God, I'm, God. I'm sorry. That, no, I, that she I'm shouldn't be doing it either. But, but, but I mean, I mean, I mean, Scott, look, <laughs> that's crazy. This is one of those things where. Sometimes what people say when they're being funny is exposes exactly who they are. Exposed exactly who he was. That's that sexist pig! How dare he joke about his wife making a salad? Whoopie-dippy-doo! That's all. Like I mean, here,
2: this this fine salad was made by the first lady Melania Trump. She sprinkled a little bit of her cultural essence on it. I love it. It's beautiful. You He can't say anything. I mean... He can't say anything
0: without someone saying that he's sexist or he's racist or he's misogynistic. He can't say anything right.
1: And this is where I feel like there is this distinction between uh, negative coverage about Trump. There is, like, yes, of course, every CNN's going to hate every Republican president no matter what. They hate I mean, they hated George W. Bush. You forget how passionate they were about it. But there's a different level with Trump. It's not necessarily because they hate him. It's because they're obsessed with him. They can't stop thinking about him all the time. Every story they do turns back to Trump, no matter what it's about. Listen to it. The, the gymnastics they do to bend themselves backwards to get to Trump from unrelated stories is incredible because they are impressive. literally obsessed with the man. Yeah. It obsessed. is
0: impressive. Yeah. Uh, another, speaking of a obsessed with a man, they're pretty obsessed with Beto. Beto. I'm sorry, Robert Francis. Robert oh, Francis. Gosh. The cardinal sin of this show is never call him Beto. Yeah, right. Always call him Robert, Robert, Robert Francis. Francis.
1: Or Bob sorry. Frank.
0: Bob Frank. Bob Frank, Bob Frank O'Rourke. Frank O'Rourke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, what's going on with them still? Uh Well, I thought this
1: was pretty interesting. Um he did this little thing where he was at his dentist. Remember this? And he and, and he's he's basically trying was to be
0: absolutely insufferable.
1: Yeah, yeah, insufferable. He's trying to be basically the candidate um, from season four of House of Cards that was running against Frank Underwood, yeah. um, where he's just like filming himself everywhere, and this shows that he's young and hip and he understands Instagram or whatever. <laughs> and so I've noticed this like ridiculous defense coming up after him filming himself at the dentist, like as he's getting his teeth cleaned, did not go over so well with people. People just thought it was pandering and stupid.
0: Wait, which wait, can I yes. interrupt you for a second? I think he was he got the idea from Ocasio-Cortez. Because she started, she's the one who first started doing that, and she would be in her kitchen making well, her. Uh,
2: yep. And Elizabeth Warren and as well. Rice. Elizabeth Warren having a bigger say. Well
0: Elizabeth yeah. Warren's didn't go up. But Ocasio-Cortez yeah. Cortez <laughs> seems to be able to, to it's do It's that, that thing, right? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm
1: totally cool. I can turn on Instagram and it'd be natural. And right. I will say, predating that is House of Cards season four, if yeah. you haven't watched it. Okay. Um, but, I noticed it wasn't just like people kind of, yeah, people made fun of him because of the dentist thing and then it kind of went away. And then I noticed it kept coming back and a lot of media sources defending Beto... For, for doing this and saying it didn't happen. And I'm like, well, I saw the footage. What do you mean it didn't happen? Yeah. And so here's an example of it. This is, I mean, there's a lot of organizations that have done this. No, Beto O'Rourke did not live stream his teeth cleaning on Instagram. This is how online myths start. And they're getting harder to counter with uh, when these uh, posts disappear after 24 hours. So... So basically, so here's the actual clip. Do we have the actual video? I think we do, right? Uh, the yeah. video of him getting his teeth cleaned. And tell me if this is an online myth or not. Did this occur? <laughs> uh, so I'm here at the dentist, and we're going to continue our series on the people of the border. I'm here with Diana, oh, good. my dental hygienist.
2: Um, Diana's going to tell us a little bit about growing up and all
0: Good. Hi, I'm Diana. I was actually um, born here in El Paso. My mom is from a small town in Mexico. So we're hearing so, from the experts.
1: Okay, so there you go. Mm-hmm. And the, the Axios article goes on to basically defend him and say he didn't live stream his teeth cleaning. He only showed it for a few seconds, which you just saw. But that that's not a myth. <laughs> like, he did it. Yes, he, if you're saying he didn't live stream his he entire stream health clean, all of teeth it. cleaning, you could say that, right? Yeah. But, like, this rush to defend uh, Bob Frank O'Rourke... Uh, indicates to you that they don't want him being mocked, they don't want him being played with. He's a serious candidate, and this is who they want. I believe that's what it says. Um, it's interesting in that, like, they're going rushing to defend him, and they're acting as if you can't do an interview with a dental hygienist unless you show a camera down your throat for about five seconds. That's not part of it. He's obviously pandering and just trying to seem like I'm hip and I can go on Instagram and and I'm just you guys are with me. It's my normal I'm a normal guy doing normal things, and here's my normal life. And it's pathetic. The fact that they're defending it as as vigorously as they are, I think, is an indication that they really are taking him seriously and they want him to be successful. Um, On this other side of that, the article itself was actually a pretty interesting um, observation about campaigning in 2019, which is these videos now. This video happened on Instagram stories. Um, and so these things are happening on Instagram stories and Snapchat, and they're, they're deleted automatically after 24 hours, right? And so people are—they can no longer prove that that video didn't say what someone might do. So let's say, you know, Trump films a video of himself, and then three days later, someone claims that in the video he did X, Y, and Z— well, the video is not there to, to bring back anymore. Right. These campaigns no longer have it. They can't prove anything. Um, and it, that was – they used – it's a really bad way to get into that. But that is something interesting. I mean, if you think about, like, Hillary Clinton's emails, for example, um, they, ha- they have to, you know, they have to hold those. They have to pre- preserve them. They have to back them up. These things are happening with elected officials all over the place, and they're not backing them up. They're not saving them. They just get deleted automatically after 24 hours. I mean, it actually seems like there probably should be an update to the, the Records Act and the way that these things are recorded because people are going to start just deleting stuff and saying, oh, yeah, sorry, I couldn't keep it. That's just the way the program works. Okay. It, 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 it's going gonna, it's gonna to lead to some weird things, I think, happening in the, in the next uh, couple of years.
2: Yeah, Anthony Weiner should have had that. That's, that's, you know, <laughs> <laughs> he, should have, he should have had that feature on yes, his phone. Uh, no, I, I think it's concerning because not only can you put a lot of information out there that doesn't need to get out there and it just dissipates and goes away, and who knows who saw it or can, you know, but just the fact that it can, you can take a spin on that, and the media can put something out there and say, don't believe your eyes, yeah. believe what we tell you. Yeah. That's scary. It really is scary because now you're getting into, and we're seeing it all across the board, facts don't matter. It's all about how you feel and your emotions and those things. Don't worry about what you saw. Don't worry about what you read. Yeah. We're going to tell you what to believe. And that's what's happening in culture today, and it's
1: really, really scary. I mean, think about the, that real quick. If that hadn't been deleted, if that, or if like that had been deleted like a normal you know, Instagram story would have been, the media would have said, no, he didn't do that, mm-hmm. and there would be no video to prove that he had done it. And so it would just have been true. And that's a dumb example of teeth cleaning as a minor example of this. But, like, he did do it. The video's there. We did see it. And they could easily have denied that. And there would have been no way to prove it wrong in just 24 hours. Right.
2: Well, I'm just sitting here eating my field of greens. I want to talk a little bit more about border security. Uh, Can we get to Ms. Gonzalez? How do you feel about? I will say um,
0: I do think that there is a setting on your Instagram where you have access to you can save videos it. right you can
1: that, save them but i think you have you to do it right
0: yeah and you, you don't do. that doesn't necessarily mean you have to like show people that you still have it so right. then it would be exactly. you could say i don't know what happens and to you it. don't have to save them right i mean I don't they, think should. So. they should they should i think as a sure. campaign
1: i would but yeah. i mean who knows if they're actually doing it or right not.
0: uh okay interesting poll that we took yesterday today's results uh, when do you believe life begins we're just having this, the conversation Thursdays. on abortion. Mm-hmm. Usually Thursdays. Thursdays. Yeah.
2: with Thursdays happy hours.
0: Uh, okay.
2: <laughs> Weird.
0: Eighty-four <84% laughs> percent of you said conception. Eighty-four percent. Yeah, yeah, you believe wow. life com- begins at conception. So that that's pretty high. Uh, I'm impressed with that. Ten yeah. percent when viable. Three percent at birth. What? What is wrong with you at birth?
2: It's amazing that people...
0: 3% unsure. It, but, they do,
1: but they do believe it. I, could, I, I, can,
0: can, I can I I can, can, swallow the 3% unsure more than I can swallow the 3% birth.
1: Well, 3% birth, it was 15% of the actual poll yeah. right, who were saying it's okay yeah. to do it all the way up to then. So, I mean... And I, by the way, we are continuing our, our tradition of... Uh, giving you options in the poll. And then when you pick the wrong one, we insult you on the air. That's what we do. (laughs) You're welcome.
0: That's what what we do here at The Blaze. Uh, And then today's poll question, are you concerned about the length of this particular government shutdown? Let us know on Twitter, at The Blaze, that is at The Blaze. What do you guys think? Are you worried? No. Stu is worried because he doesn't want long lines at the airport.
1: Uh, I am. I have a Super Bowl flight coming up. I'm very concerned about that. Uh, that one I'm a little worried about. And also the beer labels. The craft beer. Uh, no craft, new craft beer Ooh, new uh, varieties yeah. uh, can come out until this is over. I use clear. I, they s- retinal scan me. So if, <laughs> if I'm not worried about that, I'm not worried about this. Did
0: you, did you really enroll in that?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, that's awesome.
0: No. They got everything they on me. Your, they got everything. Biometrics. Come
2: on, Sarah. I have a the TSA
1: free. I don't have the clear. Is it, is it worth upgrading over? 100%. No. They walk you right through. You know what?
2: One day they may steal all my information, but really I will fly too? freely and easily. I know it's your fingerprint. <laughs> you can do
1: whatever you want.
0: Re- you really you want do... the government having that? In they reference. got it.
1: You got facial recognition yeah. on your iPhone. Yeah, I mean, you're giving them your fingerprints in a million different circumstances.
0: Well, I'm not going to do it. The
1: we'll NSA know. is listening right now. Well, we're broadcasting right now,
0: Chad. <laughs> there are a, so, lot, of mean, I, a right lot of people, right people right listening
1: right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, people oh, yeah, are watching? Yeah, it? yeah, yeah. All
0: right, we're done. We're done. We'll see you tomorrow. Order! <laughs> yes, thank you. Order. <laughs> awesome. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah, it's
1: awesome. It's a lot of fun. It's awesome. Sorry, sorry. Oh, man. Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.